With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today is March 24th, 2020. It is a Wednesday. It is Relationship Wednesday. Um, yesterday was my birthday, and it was a great day. And I'm I'm so proud of myself that I was able to pretty much get back to everybody. And that's been part of it, too. You know, you get so crazy and so busy. But I have cleaned up the surroundings of my life enough to be able to do things in the moment. Took a lot of doing, but I got there. This year showed me that. And also this in-between COVID thing where you can go out, but now we know where and now we know what. And so this year is much different than last year as well. So it's been a whole different life or way of life, but the love is always the same. And then I thought I wrote up the show and found out when I got on at 5.15 that I didn't, but I knew what I was doing the show on. So I got it up in like just a couple minutes. I couldn't believe it, but I got scared, so I went super fast. (laughs) However, that being said, we in relationships can really save ourselves and others just by how we deal with ourselves when we are going to be upset or we're going to have conflict or we're going to disagree. There is something common in couples that ride out the waves throughout the years that they all know and nobody ever talks about, and it's how they approach not how I mean you're gonna have conflict, but how they actually approach it and where and how they put it in its place when they get there. Because nobody sees conflict start talking and then you realize, wow, they really don't wanna do that. Let's say you're going to buy a house and you like one and he likes the other. How do you deal with that? You want to let the kids have more freedom? They don't. How do you deal with that? And maybe they may be personal issues, things that they want to change in you, get you to do. How do you deal with those things? 
because they do come up. It's not that people who get along or you think are happy don't face these things, but again, how we face them, how we separate them from the things that we are doing. So let's say you do disagree politically. Let's say you do disagree about how you do things in the house or a job you're planning to take or a house you're planning to move in or whatever it is. Just say that that's what we don't agree on, but let's not let it bleed into anything else. Let's just say, hey, we don't agree on this. We will come back to it. We'll talk about it more. Let's give ourselves time to think about why we both have these positions. And you'll find when they come back, they'll be like, okay, I see why you want to do this. I disagreed at first. But if we do this, this would be my plan. This would be how I feel about it. And then they're going to listen instead of battle you. Because the problem isn't a problem unless you need it, and that's really the truth of it. Do you need to make it a problem? Do you need a forum to fight out your frustration about everything or anything? Because when you get into talking to a couple who keeps fighting, you find out that they're not really aware of the fact that they can choose their battles, that they can decide how they want to disagree, they can decide whether or not to let it bleed into other parts of the relationship. They call those the kitchen sink arguments where you start out with one disagreement and before you know it, it's like you never, you always, pointing fingers, pointing fingers, destroying the other person. And then trust goes because you're like, wow, you're always so nice and wow, that's what you've been thinking? So how do we save that from happening? And that's true anywhere, whether, you know, you think about it, relationships that are romantic or partners, people we've chosen to bring into our worlds, those always feel super sensitive because we open up a lot there. It's also true with our kids, and it's also true with our jobs. Think about you're at work. You've been there for a long time. You know everybody pretty well. They may know your family. They may know your kids. Maybe your kids go to school together. How do you deal with these conflicts? And I know it all goes back to communication, but how do we do that communication? So the first thing you can do is to literally create a warm and welcoming environment for the conversation to start in, either in the kitchen, make coffee, make tea, go out for a walk, 
because these things are calming already. So when you start to talk, it's not where you're all elevated, where you just want to dig in. When you feel yourself escalating, instead of talking louder and going at the person, say to yourself, I am escalating. And I don't want to take it out on the other person. I am escalating. Then you catch yourself. Because in the beginning, we're going to fall back to our old habits. And the only way to reroute, to go back to that fork in the road, to repave it with love, is to talk yourself through it while it's happening. Because people dump everything and then later go, I'm sorry, I wish I didn't say that, I didn't mean it. And the other person's like, too late. Too late for that. You can't put the toothpaste back in the toothpaste tube. But when you feel yourself escalating... And you say, okay, I'm, I'm starting to go on this runaway train. To yourself, did we get to the root of the problem? Ask them, what do you think is behind us not being able to feel like we know what we're really arguing about? I know it looks like We just politically disagree, but why are we arguing about it? Neither one of us has power to change anything. Why do our opinions that lack probably 50% of the knowledge we need to have this conversation, why are we letting that be a problem? Is your bigger question, right? I know in America, in the last four to five years, friendships have been lost, like forever, gone forever, because they disagreed politically. From 2015 until just a few months ago, I haven't heard a peep since the re-election, because now it's all said and done. It didn't matter what was said and done. What were they going to say? But couples, people bringing it up at dinner, being heated, calling each other names, and losing, losing those relationships. Sometimes the relationship was going to hit ahead over anything, But that sure brought it out. But when I talked to people, the root of the problem was control. Neither could control it. But I would ask, what are you really mad at? What are you not paying attention to in your life that you can allow something that you can't control come in and create problems. I don't like to talk 
politics, what is it? Politics, religion, or sex, those three topics, not to talk about, but I don't like to because I know that I don't really know what's going on. I mean, I could read a paper and, you know, there's a lot of slanted news one way or the other. And now when you watch news programs, you feel like they're stretching to find something to bring up. A lot of slow news days now, just like news was before. But it didn't change the way we deal with conflict. It brought it out, but it didn't change it. That had completely differing opinions, and one would call the other one names for being, in quotes, stupid. It's not about the problem. It's calling each other the name that was the problem. So if you guys can agree beforehand to maintain a respectful demeanor when you feel those kinds of conversations coming up, like, hey, I heard what you said. I understand how you could think that even though I disagree with it because I feel like there can be a different way to do this. That would make more sense than calling each other stupid. Or you don't know what you're talking about. Or you always say that. Oh, I knew you were going to say that before you said that. Oh, I know you better than you know yourself. Because you know yourself with denial. I heard that one before. I was shocked. That was kind of a good one. I was like, wow. You know yourself with denial, but I see you without it. I thought, whoa, you guys' arguments are, are really hard. They're mean. Because most arguments stem from a need to control the other person. We make assumptions without confirming what we're going to assume about them. That's another, I want to say, you know when they say you throw another stick in the fire to make the fire bigger? That's the stick right there. Instead of assuming anything, ask them the question. Is this what you believe, fill in the blank, about raising children, about what's going on at work, about how you feel about something you don't agree on? Is this what I'm thinking right about this situation? Instead of pointing fingers, asking questions, turning that around? Because most of the time, if you listen to two people argue, one is trying to steer the other one to get what they want. And the other one may not feel that steering, but then later go, oh my God, I just felt so manipulated. Wait a minute, I want, I want to talk about this again. And then if they don't, the next time they have a conflict, they're going to say, you always get your way. I never get my way. So you have to be direct. You have to say what you mean, and you have to mean what you say. Hey, I know we don't agree on this. You want to go for a walk? We can talk about it. And maybe we can get to the bottom of it instead of just starting the argument right there in the kitchen after dinner. And then you go to bed mad 
because you want to prove that you're hurt. It's not about winning. It's never about getting your way. It's about how you get there. How you get there. And most of the time, the biggest conflicts we have in any relationship is when we don't want to hear our partner. We think we know what they're going to say. We think we know them better than they do know themselves. We decide what the answer is, and then we have the argument. It's like, okay, I'm going to get this no matter what I have to say, no matter what I have to do. And you show them how disappointed you are in them that they are not listening to you, that they are not loyal, that they don't care about the relationship. But prioritize the conflict because it'll keep you on the same subject. Don't you're not allowed to bring in something you were mad about a month ago or a year ago, using the words always and never. Those are off the table. Create a plan to work through the conflict. Hey, we know we're going to disagree about politics. We know we're going to fight about them. But we have to save each other, not hurt each other, because we don't have the same opinion. You married me, dated me, met me, and I had that opinion then. Why is it bothering you now? Or you were at a job for a long time and you've been looked over when it came to getting promotions. You start looking around and going, they always overlook me. I'm being taken advantage of. Now I'm going to act like that, like this isn't a good place. They never. But if you probe a little bit, you'll find out that other people would tell people, hey, I love this position, but I want to grow to this. And then when something comes up, people will say, oh, this person is interested. But you don't know that. You just want to be recognized without you saying anything. Because that's how good you're doing your job. But from a management point of view, what you don't know is they say, oh, they're happy. They never talk about wanting to grow any further. They're doing a great job. Let's just keep them there. Think about that. Same thing happens in relationships. Oh, they never really complain about this or that. So they must be happy. But one way to prevent conflicts is to always just spot check with the other person. Hey, how are you doing? Is there anything you think we should talk about or touch on? Because then it gives a feeling that you don't have to just blow up when you disagree, but you can invite the kinds of conversations. You can invite them in because you're not scared of them. 
How many times have you heard someone say, oh, as soon as I get home, I'm getting in so much trouble. Oh, as soon as I get home, everything's going to hit the fan. How many times have you heard that? They know it's coming. Then the next day they they call their friends and say, yeah, it did hit the fan, and this is what happened, and this is what she said, and this is what she did, and, man, I'm really mad now. It's so cliché. So cliche. We know better. I love that Maya Angelou saying, I say it all the time. When you know better, do better. We know better. They'll say, hey, we know we're going to disagree about this. Should we just take it off the table if we can't figure out how to do it respectfully until we can figure it out? Because then you look at it objectively. The problem isn't controlling you. You guys are choosing to make good choices for each other, for the relationship. That third person is always the relationship. Because there's actually styles of resolving conflicts. And the first one is avoiding the conflict, which sometimes is hard to do but not encouraging the conflict. Because sometimes people want to egg you on. They like start planting seeds because they're mad already and you don't know what they're mad about and they won't tell you. But then they say they're not mad and then they start dropping hints. Like, well, you know, the other day, did you notice that anything was different? And then you're like, no, now you're getting set up. Think about what you want in the end before you start the the conflict in terms of an argument or pointing fingers. Do you really want it resolved or do you want it to end in a fight? Because that's going to be in your hands and we all know it. So at the very beginning, you can ask, once we talk about this, what would be your best case scenario? And if the person says, I don't know because I'll never agree, say, so do you want to end it in a fight? Do you want us to fight so that we don't solve this? And I know that's a weird thing to ask, but I'm telling you right now, if you ask it, now the other person is aware that you're aware that you really want to solve this issue. That you want to end it in a collaboration. Not in it remaining a conflict and becoming a bigger conflict. Because then we start hearing things like, wow, marriage is really hard. Wow, relationships are a lot of work. That's actually not that much work. The work is just saying the truth from the get-go. Hey, we disagree on this. This is something that neither of us can control, so it's off the table on us hurting each other over it. Hey, you want to buy that house and I want to buy this house. Let's sit and talk about which one checks off most things on our list. Let's talk about money. Let's talk about distance. 
Let's talk about space because maybe I'm missing something. And then you find out at the end of the day it wasn't about the house at all. I had a couple who one resisted because they were already angry at their partner and they didn't want them to get what they wanted without thinking what they wanted. And I'm like, wow, that's so sinister. You don't want your partner to get what they want, but you don't care which one you choose. So you're picking a fight because you're mad about something else. Do you want someone to do that to you? I wouldn't. Asking ourselves our intentions on our way in can save your relationships. Setting the intention for where you both want to go with this disagreement, like what would be your best ending to this? Well, what would be your best? Well, this would be my best ending. I want to put this behind us. I want us to make a decision. I know that we can. I just think we did not face it or talk about it enough to understand why we are seeing different things. Not you. Not me. We. Because just saying we tells both of you that you are in this together. Even when you talk to your kids, same. What should we do about this? What would you like the outcome to be? Because now we're seeing past the problem, which tells our brain that we're going to solve it. And then we get to go on and think about something else. We have so many ways we have learned through movies, through conversations, through watching other people on how to have a good fight, how to resolve anything by pointing your fingers at someone, blaming someone, walking away, calling people stupid, and then thinking that you solved it. But instead, you're left with more baggage that you're going to take with you into any other relationship you have. You're going to be super nice in the beginning. Then when the honeymoon is over, you're going to start finding things that are wrong. Then you're going to have the fight. You're not going to solve it because you never learned how to solve it. And then you're going to go on to another relationship again. They say that the way you leave one relationship will set the stage for the next relationship. So if you left because you knew that, hey, you know what, this isn't, this isn't where I feel like I can stay the rest of my life. I'm really sorry, but I would be cheating you and cheating myself if we stayed together. There's something missing. I don't know what it is. I may know what it is in my lifetime, but I have to 
not put myself in a place where I'm robbing us both of our time. People understand that, believe it or not, more than you'd ever think. Instead of waiting, creating a problem, and leaving in anger, and then going to start another relationship. Because the minute you tell that other person how you ended this last relationship, the minute you do that, you just told them how you're going to end this relationship. You just told them that. Your life, your decisions, you decide if you really want to be someone who solves conflict or grows them. Because it will come into every single part of your life. You guys, I have just a few seconds left. I will see you tomorrow on Dream Team Thursday. Have a great Wednesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.